Hello. Wherever you're listening to us, I hope you're staying safe and doing well. I'm Hari Arakli and this is today's Tech Briefing. Later in the program, I'll be speaking with Srikanth Sola, a cardiac surgeon turned entrepreneur who's building radio pulse technology-based air purifiers that are portable enough to even install along marathon routes. That's after these headlines. Amazon India and Flipkart will likely take a hit if consumer affairs departments propose changes including a ban on flash sales and curbs on scaling up private labels get the go ahead economic times reported yesterday citing a note by the department on proposed changes to the consumer protection rules 2020 the department has sought feedback from all stakeholders including e-commerce companies on the changes by July 6th The Ministry of Electronics and IT and the Commerce Ministry are also expected to discuss with the Department of Consumer Affairs on the matter according to ET. Previously, the government had framed rules to discourage deep discounting by e-commerce platforms, but this is the first time that it has categorically proposed to bar flash sales. Byju's has raised 50 million dollars in a Series F round that from IIFL's private equity fund and Maitri EdTech according to the latest regulatory filings sourced through business intelligence platform Toffler Economic Times reported yesterday IIFL led the round with a 35 million dollar investment while Maitri EdTech invested 15 million dollars ET reported on June 12 that Byju's had raised about 340 million dollars from investors such as UBS Group Zoom founder Eric Yuan, Blackstone Abu Dhabi Sovereign Fund ADQ, and Phoenix Rising Beacon Holdings. This round valued the company at around $16.5 billion, making it India's most valuable startup ahead of digital payments giant Paytm, which is valued at $16 billion. Byju's valuation remains $16.5 billion after the latest round of funding. The company's investors include Tiger Global, Sequoia Capital, Canadian Pension Plan Investment Board, and Lightspeed Venture Partners. It launched the Future School platform earlier this year, through which it hopes to expand its presence in the US, UK, Brazil, Indonesia, and Mexico. In April, it closed a deal to acquire exam preparation firm Akash Educational Services for nearly $1 billion. Revolut is in the early stages of a fundraising round that could value the British fintech company at 20 billion dollars or more Bloomberg reported yesterday. The company has held preliminary talks with investors about raising funds though no final decisions about timing or amount have been made according to the report. The new money would increase London based Revolut's valuation several times over a fundraising round in 2020. when the digital banking services company raised 500 million dollars giving it a value of 5.5 billion dollars the new valuation would make revolut the uk's most valued startup surpassing checkout.com's 15 billion dollar mark bloomberg reported revolut which provides digital banking services via an app is part of a wave of fintech startups attracting multi billion dollar valuations from investors swedish startup klarna bank which lets online customers pay for their shopping in installments raised cash at a 45.6 billion dollar valuation this month after a series of funding rounds that more than quadrupled its valuation in less than a year 
Bitcoin fell to a two-week low yesterday as China intensified its crackdown on cryptocurrency, Bloomberg reports. Bitcoin, the largest virtual currency, fell close to 10% to end at $32,466 in New York. Ether declined about 13% from $2,239 to $1,944. China announced on Monday that it summoned officials from its biggest banks to a meeting to reiterate a ban on providing cryptocurrency services. It's the latest sign that China plans to do whatever it takes to close any loopholes left in crypto trading, according to Bloomberg. Representatives from Industrial and Commercial Bank of China, Agricultural Bank of China and payment services provider Alipay were reminded of rules that prohibit Chinese banks from engaging in crypto-related transactions, according to a statement from the Chinese Central Bank on Monday, Bloomberg reported. Samsung is all set to showcase its continued innovations around 5G and what lies ahead on the 6G cellular technology at an event today, IANS reports. The company, which has started working on the 6G technology and expects completion of the 6G standard and its earliest commercialization by as early as 2028, will hold the Samsung Network's redefined virtual event to showcase its latest wireless technologies. You will discover how technologies, especially chips and software, can ultimately maximize the performance of networks. You will also get to know more about Samsung's industry-leading solutions, including our virtualized solutions, radios and private networks, the company said in an update on Monday. Samsung recently released a white paper entitled The Next Hyper-Connected Experience for All, saying that 6G will be characterized by provision of advanced services such as truly immersive extended reality, high-fidelity mobile hologram, and digital replicas. The chief data protection regulator in the UK has expressed grave concerns over the inappropriate use of live facial recognition technology in public places, IANS reports. Unlike CCTV, LFR, and its algorithms, can automatically identify people and infer sensitive details about them. It can be used to instantly profile people and used for everything from pushing personalized ads to preventing crime. I am deeply concerned about the potential for live facial recognition technology to be used inappropriately, excessively or even recklessly when sensitive personal data is collected on a mass scale without people's knowledge choice or control, the impact could be significant, Elizabeth Denham, UK Information Commissioner, said in a statement. In the future, there's the potential to overlay CCTV cameras with LFR and even to combine it with social media data or other big data systems. The UK Information Commissioner has also published a detailed opinion on the use of LFR in public places by private companies and public organisations. Facebook's Clubhouse competitor Live Audio Rooms is rolling out in the US. The company announced yesterday that some US-based public figures, as well as certain groups, can start hosting rooms through the main Facebook iOS app, The Verge reported. People can join, however, from both iOS and Android. Anyone can be invited as a speaker with up to 50 people able to speak at once. There is no cap on the number of listeners allowed in, 
a major shot at Clubhouse which imposes room size limitations. Live audio rooms also has features like notifications when your friends or followers join a room as well as live captions. There will be a raise a hand button to request to join the conversation and reactions will be available to interact throughout the chat. Twitter Spaces, Twitter's live audio feature includes captions but Clubhouse still does not according to The Verge. Within groups, admins can control who's allowed to create a room, moderators, group members or other admins. Public group chats will be accessible both in and outside the group but private group chats will be restricted to members. Additionally, hosts can also select a non-profit or fundraiser to support during the conversation with a button to directly donate showing up on the chat. Srikanth Sola is a cardiac surgeon turned entrepreneur. At his company Devik Earth, Sola is building radio pulse technology based air purifiers that are portable enough to even install along marathon routes. Sola has already installed his flagship product, Pure Skies, at a cement factory, a manufacturing facility and large office space, among other customer locations. Sola, who started the company in 2018, is also in early discussions to collaborate with NASA on ways to reduce lunar dust when a spacecraft lands on the moon's surface. Here's more from my conversation with him. Dr. Sola, welcome to this show and uh, thank you for making time for this. And uh, it's fascinating to see a cardiac surgeon turn to entrepreneurship using your experience. Uh, tell us about uh, why and how you started Devik Earth. Sure, Hari. Uh, yeah, who would have thought that a cardiologist would become a green tech in entrepreneur? Uh, but Hari, I think my example is uh, really nicely exemplifies what uh, I often teach many of my students. That is, if we want to reinvent the world, then we have to start by reinventing ourselves. Uh, I'm a cardiologist, as you said. I treat patients with heart attacks and heart failure. I uh, take care of the sickest of patients. I trained in the United States, uh, studied in the United States since I was a little kid and went to Stanford and worked at the Cleveland Clinic and did really well. But how that relates to David Earth was in 2008, I moved back to India because I wanted to serve the country. And in my first week of working here, I joined the Satvisai Hospital in Bangalore, an amazing hospital where everything is provided free of care. But what I saw were many, many patients, young patients in their 20s and 30s who were falling sick due to air pollution. And you know, I had seen this a couple of times in the United States, but never to the degree that I had here. And I saved a number of patients with the usual angioplasty operations, medicines, but there are some young patients I couldn't save. They, these are young people who actually died right in front of me on the table. And that really shook me. It, it was like, you know, I can save some, there are others who I cannot save, but in the grand scheme of things, how many angioplasty operations can a single person do, right? So, you know, I had a lot of biomedical engineering experience in the United States. And I put that to good use. I put together a team of physicians, as uh, physicists, sorry, uh, scientists and other engineers. And we looked at what could improve air quality. And from my experience in, in MRI, which, which I would use for imaging the heart, I understood that pulsed radio waves 
is actually quite useful. MRI is basically pulsed radio waves. We put an antenna on the person wherever we want to take a picture of their body and to see what's going on. And then we send pulsed radio waves into the body. The radio waves bounce back and the computer creates an image that's useful to the radiologist. That's great. If we also use pulsed radios in other ways, we can do other things. And I knew that, you know, as far back as 1990, three decades ago now, other groups were using pulse radio waves to control pollution in water. And basically to make a long story short, what we did is we discovered how to make pulse radio waves work to improve air pollution, pollution in the air. And after many breakthrough discoveries and improvements of the technology, making sure it was safe, robust and effective, Davic Earth, our green tech company was launched in 2018. Hmm. Hmm. And uh, what are your uh, main products today? So we, our flagship product is built on this pulsed radio wave tech. It's actually now in the pulsed Wi-Fi range, just as safe as the pulsed Wi-Fi, just as safe as the Wi-Fi router you have in your home, but it's pulsed as opposed to your Wi-Fi, which sends continuous radio waves for data communication. And so based on that, we have a product called Pure Skies, which is used to improve air quality, first over large areas, second at a high degree of efficiency, and third, at the lowest cost, because we're able to cover such large areas efficiently. Typically, our customers see air pollution levels reduced by more than half. And because their employees are breathing cleaner air, we see that uh, their sick leaves reduce by 11% year on year and productivity goes up, which is really exciting for us and our customers. Hmm. Uh, explain to us uh, the core technology that you've built on this pulse radio, how did it work? Sure, sure. We, we think of this, Hari, as uh, software-enabled hardware. That's, that's how we, we work this out. We have an antenna, we have the pulse-generating hardware, we have an IoT system which communicates uh, to us and we use to communicate to each machine that we put in the field. Uh, and what happens is, uh, if you think about this lockdown period we've been in, uh, we would have seen a layer of dust on our cars or two-wheelers. The reason this happens is because these dust particles have, by nature, they have positive and negative charges on them, just like the magnets we used to play with in school. So they combine over time, and they, because they're now heavier, they settle to the ground. And that's what we see as dust. So if you don't dust your table for a few days, for example, you'll see a layer of dust. Scientists call this process dry deposition. And with the Pure Skies technology, all we're doing is just speeding this up. The pulsed radio wave uh, through something called the dipole effect and other effects increases the charges on these microscopic pollutant particles. The ones that are too small to be seen by the eye, but when they enter the body, they cause the heart attacks and other diseases like what I was seeing earlier in my patients. The advantage is it's very efficient. Uh, we are seeing now air quality levels improve 50%, 70%, and 80%. And then what happens is the reason why it gets better over time is because it's an AI-enabled tech. So we look at uh, how much pollution is being generated. We have air quality monitors that feed that data back to us. The customer can also see what's happening. But then we this is where the smart tech, the AI-enabled part comes in. It's almost like a deep tech, if you will. We look at how many shifts are the, is the company running and how many employees do they have. Uh, we get really specific, like if they're doing welding in the factory, what kind of welding wire are they using? How many kilograms per day? 
if it's say next to a main road, we look at Google Maps and we look at the traffic density because the traffic is obviously going to bring pollution to that factory. We also look and see what other factories or industries might be next to that uh, site and then understand how pollution from those other places could be affecting our customers. And then finally, we bring in crop data, crop burning data from NASA to look at whether crop burning is happening during certain seasons and how that could be affecting our customer. All this data is fed into our system and the smart tech says, okay, based on today's pollution data and the air quality forecast for the next three days, this is how we need to optimize function uh, for right now. And that makes it work really efficiently. Hmm. Uh, I understand you have already installed Pure Skies at a cement factory, a manufacturing facility, even a marathon event. Uh, who, are some of your, who are some of your biggest customers? Right. It's really fun. You know, Tata Steel, we have an installation across some, uh, at one of their plants, which is about 750 acres in Jamshed Poor. Pollution levels have come down by 70%, and they, they're really great to work with. Uh, we have another factory, uh, uh, for example, uh, we have customers like JCB, we have a bunch of cement plants, uh, we have done a bunch of marathons, which were covering large areas, right? Because a marathon is 26 miles. So we have to cover a large area during the time of the marathon and then take down our systems immediately after. Luckily, the equipment is all plug in place. So we just put it on a, on a lamp pole or a, a building rooftop. The electricity supplies hardly 10 or 20 watts uh, and then it works uh, efficiently. And, and it's portable enough for these kind of deployments, is it? How big is, are these uh, products? Yes, the current product is right now, uh, it's being shrunk to the size of a regular office printer, you know, like what you might place on your desk. So it's come down really big, uh, from really big to, to really small, uh, and but even more efficient than before, where the outdoor units by the end of the year will be completely, or partly at least, depending on the weather, solar powered, uh, and the indoor units will run on about 10 to 20 watts of uh, regular power. Hmm. And, and Arsene, you're also in early stages of uh, collaborating with NASA on working on reducing the amount of lunar dust. Yeah, so one of the fun things about this kind of tech is that there's so many applications. So we were a part of a, um, a tech discovery network started by one of NASA's collaborators, and they chose us to work with uh, them for their upcoming lunar missions. And it's, it's still in the, the early stages, but what they're looking at is, you know, when a spacecraft lands on the moon, it kicks up a lot of dust and that lunar dust stays suspended for a long time. It's very abrasive on past lunar missions. It's actually scratched the, the, um, the lens or the, the face cover of the astronaut spacesuits. And it can cause the instruments to read incorrectly or even fail completely. NASA obviously wants tech to help to reduce this kind of pollution. And uh, we're looking at this. The challenge is to take something right now that weighs about, say, eight kilograms and make it weigh just a few hundred grams. Uh, but that's part of the fun, right? That's part of the excitement of working with, with different, different customers and different requirements. And you're also uh, looking to uh, uh, you know, reduce nitrogen oxide in mining operations and, uh, and, and your, uh, uh, the, uh, the information that your PR agency sent me talked about uh, second generation technology in this field. So can you talk about what the first generation was like and what is the second generation about? 
Sure, sure. So every technology continues to evolve. You have iPhone 7, 8, 9, 10, 12, whatever. Pure Skies has also gone through its iterations. And now we're looking at a certain pollutant called nitrogen oxide or nitrogen dioxide. Often we call it NOx for short. This is the pollutant that comes whenever any kind of fuel is burned. For example, diesel is a big source of NOx. And it, it, this NOx is important to health because it damages the lungs and it makes the air turn brown. Um, it's an important pollutant. Uh, Pure Skies is able to reduce this gaseous pollutant when it combines with water and becomes what is called an aerosol. And certain, uh, certain types of operations like mining, for example, can release a lot of NOx. And so recently we uh, won a competition by a mining major called BHP. They're one of the largest, if not the largest mining company in the world for their copper mines in Chile. And they're looking to reduce mining from the processing of, the, of those that's being done at those facilities. And it's really exciting. We know we can reduce the NOx, it's already been done. And what happens is as the technology advances, it becomes smaller and smaller and even more effective. The, the, um, the back backend apps become smarter, they integrate more and more data, the efficiency goes up. And so we have a chance to test this at new advanced tech in real world situations. And that's really exciting for us. We're gonna be in the mountains of Chile uh, to test our, our machine, our next generation machine. We already have two uh, units being shipped now to their copper mines in uh, Chile. And this is for one of their processing units. So how, how will the next generation machines be different in what way? They're smaller. Uh, they are uh, less susceptible to things like vibration, which can be a big issue in, let's say, a train. Uh, one of the transportation majors has said, you know, this technology is great. We've heard about it. We make metro cars and one of our premium markets is the European market. And we want to put your systems in our metro cars where, where people are to improve the comfort and air quality for the passengers. Well, that totally makes sense, right? I mean, if you're traveling by metro, especially in these COVID times, everybody wants the best air quality that we can, especially since we know that higher levels of air pollution is linked or is associated with uh, worsening outcomes from, from COVID. Great. Uh, vibration, though, is a problem. But with the Pure Skies 2.0, for example, some of those technical issues have been, have been uh, mitigated to a large extent. You've also uh, raised some funding, about uh, $1.2, $1.25 million. Uh, what are your uh, next big steps? Right. You know, funding is important because it allows uh, early stage entrepreneurs and their startups to scale, to scale rapidly, whether it's uh, increasing team size, expanding the scale of operations, uh, and being able to tap new markets. For us, uh, our next stages of rapid growth are into the uh, South Asian and Middle Eastern markets. We've already started in South America, um, which is an interesting place to start. They're just lovely and they're a lot of fun to work with, uh, very warm people. Uh, later this year or towards the first part of 2022, we'll be starting in the United States and, and Europe. I grew up in the United States. I know that area well. I have a well-established network here, so it makes it easy and uh, sort of the next logical market for us to, to penetrate. Hmm. And currently, where are you manufacturing your products and what are plans ahead in terms of manufacturing? Sure. We have uh, offices throughout Delhi, Mumbai, now Hyderabad and 
Bangalore, Chennai, but our head office is in Bangalore and all the work is done there. The manufacturing and assembly is all done locally. It's a 100% made in India product, which we're really proud of. And uh, it's just getting smarter and smarter. As we scale up, we've been able to expand our manufacturing to keep pace with the increased sales. Okay, excellent. Uh, insightful conversation, Dr. Sola. Thank you again for making time for this. Sure, thank you, Hari. That was Dr. Srikanth Sola. That's it for this briefing. You can find all our products at ForbesIndia.com and on your favorite podcast apps. I'm Hari Arakli. Thank you for listening.